0: Welcome to the Valve Chronicles by ClayVal, your trusted partner since 1936 for the world's highest quality automatic control valves. Join us as we share insights and discuss products that are often invisible, but always essential. Well, welcome to the Valve Chronicles, a podcast from Clayval. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Now, today on this episode, we're kicking off a new series, taking a look at the differences in fueling operations in Europe and the United States. Some of the things we do differently, some of the the ways that uh, that we differ, what we can learn from one another, and uh, in our different operations. So we'll talk culture, we'll talk differences in vehicle designs, and also what the future looks like. Those will all be on upcoming episodes. And today we're just going to provide an introduction into some of the primary differences that you should know uh, about this topic. And so joining me today are our two subject matter experts. First, we have Tom Boriak. He's a global market manager for fueling at ClayVal. Tom, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast.
1: Thank you. Glad I can join. Look forward to the episode.
0: We are happy to have you. And I think we're going to have an awesome conversation today. And also joining me today is Richard Hooten. He is the market manager for aviation and ground fueling at ClayVal Europe. Richard, thanks so much for being here.
2: Thank you, Tyler. Not sure I've ever been a product expert before, but I appreciate the intro. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm, I'm boosting your confidence here, uh, because we, we need all the, the knowledge and the insights that you guys have. And uh, and I'm looking forward to, to having a good discussion here on the podcast today. And so uh, this is going to be a brief introduction. And like I mentioned, on future episodes, we're going to get more into the nitty gritty and some more specifics of uh, some of the difference, differences we're going to discuss today. So Tom, let's start off just with an overview of the global fueling operations and everything that goes into your work at Claval.
1: Uh, well, everything that goes into the work at ClayVal, you know, it's a, it's a private organization. I think a lot of people in the industry know that. And because of that, we have a lot of leeway in what we can do. So we're a very vertically integrated company. We control our supply chain. We have our own boundaries, do flow testing and assembly. All of that's done here. So being based in Costa Mesa at the global headquarters, I touch every aspect of the fueling business from our ground fuel and control valves and how that relates and corresponds to different regions around the world. Two of the most mature markets in the world are the U.S. and Europe. And with that, we have a lot of differences uh, that we see. So we have to be sure we're touching each point of that. And it was key of us bringing Richard on to join the team uh, so we understood those differences even more to make sure we're touching each of our customers the best way possible.
0: So we go from Costa Mesa on one side all the way down to the south coast of England. Uh, Richard, where you are. So give us the European perspective on some of the differences in operations between how you do things in Europe and the way things are done in the United States.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting question, Tyler. Um, Tom and I sat and discussed this probably a couple of months ago. Uh, Between us, we wrote a document for one of the industry journals. And on the face of it, you would think that what we do here is the same as what you do there and world over because we're all fueling the same plane, right? But the more we thought about it, we kind of had this epiphany, a Jerry Maguire-type moment, I guess, where within literally an hour, we came out with even more things and more differences that we ever realized. And we've both been at this for a number of years now. Um, So in actual fact, when you really dive deep and you think about it, there's a lot of things we do differently in Europe than we do in the US. Um, If we were to talk about it quite broadly and with a broad brush, um, I guess the main differences Tom and I kind of categorized were things um, like, for example, different global operating policies. We have one here and you guys have one there. Um, Very different nuances in terms of vehicle design. You mentioned this already, I think. Um, As well as different competencies um, between operating staff here and there and probably Um, One of the biggest things I think we found is a difference in culture between how we do things here and how you guys do things there. So there was a lot, really, when we delve into it that we found.
0: And Tom, I I suppose it's worth pointing out that that when we say different, we don't mean one... Side is doing it right. One side is doing it wrong. But there are things that that each side is doing that is good, right? And and I think it's important to keep an open mind, right, and learn from what's working here, what's working there. How can we learn how to take what's working for them and apply it to our operations too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a lot of nuances. You know, fueling an aircraft is the same exercise uh, as we're going to talk on in future episodes. How that's affected by culture, if it's a um, the ergonomics and the protection of the operators or the fuelers uh, in Europe versus uh, that of the U.S. and the take a term from Richard in, in the U.S. we tend to be a little bit more roughity toughity um, and it's a very good official put a, official term it <laughs> put, put a little bit of uh, you know more physical physicality to it whereas in Europe they tend to be more protected by their their federal OSHA groups um, and, and policies there. So they might not be able to lift more than 45 pounds because of federal law. So you have to look at different um, ways to approach that. So while in general we use the same products, we do the same process, we just go about it differently.
0: And Richard, one of the things that that stood out most to me about your your answer a moment ago about some of the key differences was the culture aspect. Because I think a lot of people could sit here and say, oh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, America measures things one way. And then uh, over in Europe, you're using the metric system. And that's uh, that's a pretty clear and obvious difference. But I think culture is one that, that might catch some people off guard. And while there's certainly a difference between European culture and American, I'm guessing from your perspective that there's even differences in culture between different countries within Europe, right?
2: It's very true, actually, Tyler. It's an interesting observation. Uh, When, if I think about how I travel around Europe? It's really funny. Um, You might be in one airport, and they like a particular thing, they like a particular product, and they do things in a particular way, within reason. And then if you were to move to another airport, maybe just 50 miles up the road, or even hop across the border here in Europe, as we do, to a different country, and they'll like a particularly different thing. And whatever was good for the last guy, just a 50 miles down the road isn't the same and isn't as good or as effective for the guys just 50 miles up the road. It's strange. And and that's more to do with probably product design, ergonomics, um, configurations of equipment they're using. However, when we think about the difference between Europe and the US, it's it's a different thing altogether. It, it goes a lot further. Uh, I think when we talk about culture, to my mind, and I think Tom too, is there's a distinct difference in how we do things. We'll touch on it more in some of these later podcasts, but here we've got kind of career refuelers and career mechanics that have been in the business for 20, 30 years or more. Uh, where are in the US, it's a far more transient kind of way of working. Um, people tend to come and go a lot more quickly. So it's a, it's a very different thing. And in the US, you guys really have got a battle and do a great job at keeping competencies up and keeping such a high level of skill amongst their teams when you've got this kind of transient feeling about the way in which uh, the guys can often come and go so it's a very different thing and of course you know that way of working then leads to various differences between our two complements
0: so, Tom, I wonder if uh, from your perspective and just given your, your experience in this industry, is the goal to have everybody operating the exact same way in the future? Or do you think that having differences is a good thing just because it, it, it plays more to the, the locality of a, of a certain place and that people are going to uh, need different things in different places and that there will always be differences? What, what's, how do you see the end game being here?
1: I think first and foremost, it's safety. Is Are we doing the process safely on both sides? Um, you know, and that'll get into some of our operating policies. And, and without a doubt, yes, both sides are doing it safely. And those nuances, I think you'll always have them. And I think you want some of those slight nuances, touch, feel, because you're trying to work with your operating staffs, make sure they're comfortable doing their job. They feel comfortable um, and safe doing the job as well. I, I think that Global harmonization, and and that's a big kick word in IOTA or the um, International Aviation Transportation Association, we meet a couple of times a year, and recently global harmonization of our different standards, our operating policies, has been a big push, and and to get more aligned uh, so that at least the the operating standards are the same. While they're both safe, we have, I think there was over 300 variances between the two documents and bringing those in line is is interesting and I think that'll benefit the the global the global fueling group or the global fueling industry but I think we'll always have some slight differences which is you know I think is positive from an operation standpoint and I think it's positive is a is a manufacturer I mean we we always like that
0: Certainly, certainly. So, uh, Tom, what can listeners look forward to on upcoming episodes? Obviously, we've, we've touched on a surface level on a number of topics that we're going to explore in more depth. What can listeners look forward to when it comes to uh, those more in-depth discussions?
1: Well, I think we're really going gonna to dig in. Richard and I really want to dig in and talk about the, the operating policy, some key differences between uh, Airlines for America, Spec 103, uh, versus which is a U.S. document, and then you've got JIG, uh, Jig twelve or thirteen. Uh, that is more of a global document that Europe is very uh, heavily involved in developing and utilizing, and it's viewed more as a global document than A4A is. Uh, beyond that, we we really want to dive into the culture. I think that's one of the biggest differences we see. You've heard us talk about that a little bit more than the other topics here today. So we'll we'll really dive into that and how that affects the operations. We'll also uh, touch on difference in vehicle designs, uh, different components that fall into those different designs, and, and why that is. And then, really, the, the last one we're going to hit on is is the future. What does the future hold? And technology isn't necessarily a one size fits all, so we have to be aware of where we're going with that. Uh, you know, a difference in uh, Germany. You know, you could go to Munich, Germany, or Frankfurt, Germany, and the support you could have for a really digital uh, technical vehicle is going to be completely different than what you might find out in the Azores or down in the Asia Pacific in one of the islands and how they can support that. So we we really want to touch on all those differences and how those affect the, the variances around the world.
0: Richard, is there one topic you're looking forward to uh, maybe the most or uh, most specifically when it comes to uh, what we're going to be discussing here in this upcoming series?
2: I think for me, Tyler, the the overriding thing really is one of culture. Uh, And that's the most interesting thing, how we can all do the same job worldwide, but so differently. Um, So that's, that's an interesting debate, I think.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm looking forward to this upcoming series because I think it's going to be uh, a fantastic one, and you guys are obviously going to have uh, so many insights. We might be bringing in some uh, some other guests as well to help uh, give us a well-rounded view of these topics, and so I am very much looking forward to it. Uh, but Tom Boriak and Richard Hooten, guys, thank you so much for joining me today here on the Valve Chronicles and giving us an introduction into this upcoming series as we talk about some of the differences and similarities between Europe and the United States, and uh, I look forward to uh, diving into more of these topics here in the future.
1: Thank you, Tyler. We look forward to it as well. Thank you, Tyler.
0: Absolutely. And everyone, stay up to date with this series that we are launching here on this episode today by making sure that you subscribe to The Valve Chronicles on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can also make sure to go to clay-val.com. That's C-L-A-V-A-L.com to stay up to date with the latest from Clay Val. And of course, we'll be back soon with the next episode in the series. Stay tuned for that. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening.